morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be in the book of 1 Timothy. But before we begin that scripture discussion, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, it has been said that there are really only two true prayers. One is help me and the other is thank you. And so we ask for your help this day, that we would be your people in the world and grow closer to Christ. And we thank you for the blessing and the grace that you offer. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Listen for a word from God. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me as the foremost Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brett, we have had a passage from 1 Timothy fairly recently, but can you tell us a little bit about who is writing this and um, what it is saying to us in this passage? Yeah, so I think you pointed this out last time we we looked at a 1 Timothy passage that uh, traditionally Timothy is attributed to Paul, um, but as scholarship has developed most likely it was not it was not maybe not paul himself or maybe parts of it were paul and uh parts of it was someone else but what we know for sure whether who wrote it or who didn't uh that this person deeply cares about the pastoral aspect of who they're writing to um probably in this case timothy and so they are trying to articulate um, this pastoral presence of one who is God in the world and two, how do we act in the world? And so those are kind of the two things throughout the whole book that the writer is trying to communicate, trying to articulate, and trying to help this person that they're writing to uh, as they do ministry and as they live their life. And so uh, in, in our specific passage, I think we have a lot of um, who God is. That's that's what this yeah. passage is hammering in on that this is a God, this Christ Jesus has come into the world to save, to give grace, to give patience, and to give faith and love. And then 
uh, as the book progresses, will he'll the the writer will give um, examples of how then we are called to live that out in the world. But this is specifically focused in on who is Christ Jesus in the world and in our lives. What what do you uh, take from this? I love this. Um... I think because it acknowledges what is really the great truth of my life, which is that um, I'm sinful Hmm. and left to my own devices, I have lived a life far from God. And still yet into that, Christ called me to Christ's self Mm -hmm. and has offered me this salvation and way into new life. And I love this because I think one of the hallmarks of our faith, too, is that um, our response is rooted in this deep gratitude mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. It's mm-hmm. not for me a should necessarily. It's a acknowledgement of the enormity of the gift, and it makes me want to live out this life in response. Um, and it helps me remember, too, that, you know, verse 15, the saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. There's some real um, kind of, I think, poetry to that verse that I love very much. Um, And so acknowledging sinful nature and then responding is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And also, I like to think about all the ways God is described here, that Jesus is described strong, um, you know, uh, is offering us salvation, offering us mercy, offering us love. Um, And so... It is that idea that because I have received mercy, um, I want to offer back my life to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just really like that. I think sometimes we forget what this whole Jesus project is really for. Absolutely, and I th- and I love um, I love kind of the call to grace, not just for ourselves, which is really important, but also grace to others who are uh, in ignorance, um, who are in this, uh, and I don't mean ignorance as a derogatory term in any way, but just in not knowing about the love of God in their lives, of, of understanding, again, that, you know, when you face just someone who is uh, so broken and so ugly, knowing that that is from a really uh, point of despair of ignorance of not knowing who they are in Christ. Uh, and that is um, a challenge in a lot yeah. of ways, um, but also uh, an important reminder. And and Paul, again, or the writer is saying, you know, look at, Look at me, look at Paul, uh, who has acted just the most disgustingly that you could um, out of an ignorance and a despair of not knowing who God truly was. You know, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine the burden that Paul must have carried knowing that he was at the stoning of Stephen and that he approved of it. That I can't imagine that burden. Um, And I also love... This right that uh, I it, you know this the writer I'm just going to say Paul because yeah, I do think easier. that um, that you know he received mercy so that Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience <laughs> <laughs> and I am grateful for that too um, because I need Jesus to display the utmost patience with me um, because of the things that um, I still hold on to and the places where my heart hasn't been softened yet. Hmm. Um, 
so yeah, it's really this beautiful example. I feel like I um, wasn't very articulate, but on the whole, <laughs> the recognition of our sinfulness and the gratitude for it should be manifest in how we live our life for Christ. How's that? Is that that's, a good summation? I think that's lovely. <laughs> I also just, you know, I just want to read the last verse again. To the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Mm. I guess Amen. I just, I love that hymn. So Me too. <laughs> yep, I get it. Uh, and for our quote today, we have a quote from the Reformed preacher Jonathan Edwards, who says, You contribute nothing to your salvation except the sin that made it necessary. Oh, boy. Way to stick it to us, Jonathan Edwards. <laughs> Friends, um, please join us again on Friday. And I want to leave you with a benediction from Paul Tillich. You are accepted. You are accepted. Accepted by that which is greater than you, in the name of which you do not know. Do not ask for the name now. Perhaps you will find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. Amen. Amen.